Blog Talk Radio. One, two, three,
Hello and welcome to La Cosa Nostra Radio. And tonight we are somewhere with Sky, and I am your host, Sky Darkholm. <laughs> La Cosa Nostra Radio is a group located on allpoetry.com, the largest poetry site in the world. And we always like to say thank you to Kevin and his crew for all they do, keeping this set up and running. And special thanks to Boo and Jay for running the uh, group and the blog talk page uh, so we can share our poetry live. Tonight we will be doing counting syllables yet again. Uh, we have poems with uh, a various array of types of form poetry, some I've never heard of. I'm very excited about it. Um, always keep in mind that the views and opinions on air by our commenters and are in our poems are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Coast and Nostra Radio itself. And um, without further ado, I'm going to get into a little bit of actually the music background. I hope you guys like that with Dancing in the Dark. But if you were listening and you know the original, you know it was a little bit of a twist. It was done by Pete Yorn. So Pete Yorn is an American singer, songwriter, and a musician. He first gained international recognition after his debut record, Music Forthcoming Gather, was released in critical to critical and commercial acclaim in 2001. He is known for playing the bulk of the instruments of his record, record Spin Magazine, in a career retrospective article dated March 26, 2021, recognized Jorn as one of his generation's best songwriters. And then, of course, he was covering a song by none other than Bruce Springsteen. And a little bit about that is this was the last song written for the Born in the USA album. Springsteen wrote it after his managers demanded a hit single for the album. After a brief altercation, he complained and wrote it that same night. A classic case of manager record exclusive getting an artist so fired up that the energy channels into a hit, giving them exactly what they were looking for. So if you can believe it, it was written in one night. How about that? <laughs> um, without further ado, I'm going to say hello to some of my callers. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I like to, I wanted I wanted everybody here and be like, what are we listening to? How are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Liking your new schedule? Up no. nice and early. <laughs> no. <laughs> it takes time to adjust. It does. Well, Gonna say hello to Razzle Dazzle. Hello, Sky. Hello. Nice to hear your voice again. Nice to hear your voice. How are you? Good. Hey, Stephen. I'm sorry I missed Mortuary last night. I uh, woke up out of the coffin at the wrong hour. It was 11:30, but you had uh, scheduled it earlier for the evening. Yeah, unfortunately, all the shows are earlier this week because of my work schedule. Sorry about that, Raz. He woke up I'll bear that in mind. Look a bit closer <laughs> at that time scheduling next time. 
because I wanted to be there to read the Jim Jones poem. Did it go off well? Oh, yeah. Very well. Oh, yeah, we loved it. We loved your piece. I really loved your we, – we, we all collectively decided that it's one of your best pieces. I was inspired by the prompt, so Steve takes 20% credit for Jim Jones and the scripted block. He takes 7.89 credit. All right, let me get one more person in here. Hey, Wayne. Hey, Wayne. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing tonight? Good. How are you? And Sky? I'm doing fine. fine. Been busy as hell, but I'm fine. I've been taking the kids out, buying clothes for their school starting next week or so. So that's been exciting. I love shopping for kids' clothing. Ugh. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> gosh, gosh, for gosh. I said it. Sorry, that's sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Well. Are these for you or the kids? Well, are you guys ready to teach me? Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> I've been waiting for years. Um, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh read I'm gonna do do Stephen first. Hold on, let me get this up here. My little counting syllables. I'm not very good at answering people on the board while talking, so please excuse me. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I gotta give him the show link, and then I'll do this. So, Stephen, why don't you tell me a little bit about what's going on here? What is going on here? Yeah, because I've never uh, heard about this. <laughs> but, but I mean, I haven't heard of a lot of poems, so it's okay. Um, and I couldn't even find this on Shadow Poetry. I had to go find it somewhere else. I do have some. Oh, thank you, Stephen, for helping me out there. I appreciate that. That show link. Um, I I did find out a little bit of information on an alternate site. Um, but why don't you teach me what you know, and we'll see what we'll compare notes. Well, I don't know much. I don't even hardly know how to pronounce it. Um, <clears throat> It's uh, I believe it's pronounced uh, Klagerna. It's a Welsh, uh, it's a Welsh form poem. Uh, it has it's a, the the uh, there's a a weird rhyme scheme to it. Uh, this is one that JCA had put up as a challenge for us all to write to. Um, I'm trying to think if it's like a A A B B A, uh, but also there's an inner rhyme on the last line of each stanza. Where uh, where it goes B A as well in there too. So um, I don't remember the syllable count. It's been a while, a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I've got was so it was a six-line poem, um, but I mean any poem can be doubled with eight-syllable eight. Syllable, eight uh, you know, line one, two, eight syllables, line three, five, and four, five syllables, and line five and six, both three syllables. So it looks like you double up. Is that correct? 
I think so. Okay. so and then it says there's some, <laughs> there are some variant con, uh, combinations as well. So that it sounds pretty cool. And that's cool. That's, that's pretty much what I have, the Welsh, a Welsh poetic meter that falls under the poetic form of ode. And they are composed in any number of six-line stanzas. Each stanza with 32 syllables uh, utilizes a simple A-B rhyme scheme. Pretty cool. I, lo- I really love learning new, new, new forms. I mean, I'll never try them all in my lifetime, I bet. But I think it's always pretty cool. All right. Now that we all, now that we're all on the same page with that, you can take us away. Yeah, and it's, it's for my uh, grandmother on my mother's side because she always liked to say that there's a little Welsh in the family too. A little Welsh. Don't forget the Welsh. So here we go. There's uh, this is called uh, lightning renewal. Lightning strikes, the forest burns. As it burns, the world does it does turn. Trees and shrubs on fire. This whole thing seems dire. Shrubs on fire, forest burns. The forest fire eats up the air. So many people come and stare. They look without shame, feel the heat of the flame. They've no shame, fire eats air. The rain comes to put out the fire. It douses as flames do expire. The forest now dead, people cover heads. Forest dead, flames expire. Now the ashes turn into earth. It will be time for rebirth. Forest is at peace, new flowers and trees. Woods at peace, ash and earth. And poem. Oh, I love this one. It's it's so weird. You know, it's so weird how things. Now, is there a reason why you picked this one for tonight? Just because of form? Yep, I was just digging through what forms I had written, and this one, I saw you hadn't read it yet, so I brought it. <laughs> it's, it's really weird because um, last night, um, I, out of nowhere, Iris, uh, you know, Gwen, Iris Rose started texting me, and she's like, oh, have you been? Haven't, haven't heard from you in a while. I missed you. So we started talking back and forth, and she actually sent me a picture of the forest fires over there, and um, we were talking about it, mm-hmm. and she was like, yeah, she had to move because the forest fires, and I guess they're going over into Nevada and all these things, so we were talking about it. And then today, um, I was at a doctor's appointment with somebody, and the doctor actually started talking about the forest fires and about the haze and stuff. So it was really it's, – it's weird how things, topics – do you ever have that happen? Certain topics just keep coming up? Like topics oh, yeah. that you don't really talk about very often, but they just – all of a sudden, it just feels like everybody's bringing this up to me. So it's it's ironic to me that you bring this, uh, but but a very cool uh, form. I could see the six lines. I'm obviously not going to count all the syllables. I'll just say you did it right. <laughs> I'll just I'll just uh, <laughs> assume you did it right. But as for the piece itself, I thought it was a, a wonderfully done, like especially because the, the forest fires are a little out of control out there out west. And the forest fire eats up the air. So many people come and stare. They look without shame. Feel the heat of the flame. I like how even though you bring the forest fire fires in at the end, you bring the rebirth and the renewal and the healing process. And it doesn't just leave us there, as you will. It doesn't leave those flames in a play on our opening song. It doesn't leave the flames just dancing in the dark out there. 
Um, you know, there there is that hole and that, that beauty in the becoming. I really think the A B having two rhymes having two rhymes is actually really for me hard when you're doing um six lines and three like three and three with the A B. Like I find it sometimes easier to have a little bit of filter and a little bit more rhyme. But then when you stick to those same ones, I, I find that actually more difficult. What do you think? Well, I, I'm not a big, huge fan of any type of form poem and any rhyme scheme that I have to stick with because I kind of like to, you know, play it by ear and shoot from the hip. But, um, you know, these were just challenges, and I guess it was fun to do, and I do plan on trying your, your envelope maybe. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like I was complained about at one time, you know, there's – there's other rhyme schemes other than A, B, C, B. <laughs> well, I, I have to warn you, um, the Chevron uh, form has been sitting in my notes since August 2019 uh-huh. when I went to England. So I have yet to bring out the Chevron the Chevron um, <laughs> form, but I will be doing that pretty soon, just so you know. Keep that in mind. <laughs> you could write a book about a guest. <laughs> Might just have no, this to. is this is this is great, and I I do know forums not for everybody, but I but I do appreciate that you're willing to try new things. And if anything, even if you think that the poem is a piece of crap, which it's not, it's a really nice poem. But even if you don't like something that's a form, sometimes the exercise is good for learning for learning your skill. Either way, you know, sometimes those exercises that we do, like some of my alliteration poems, like the ones that every word starts with the same letter, I'm like, oh my god, this is this is crazy. This isn't even a real poem. But sometimes just doing that exercise is fun and good and and kind of gets the mind stirring. Um, but I I think you do quite well with the form. Everyone that I've seen you do. Um, you do it with success, so I do appreciate it. Let me get you a couple more comments here. Uh, Raj, what do you think? Yeah, it's definitely relevant with the forest fires in California. This is four or five years straight. Terrible amount of damage that keeps on going on because of that drought. Now they're blaming it on El Nino creating the right amount of conditions that uh, one can only expect uh, fires to be worse. And then another theory, are we on the onset of global warming? It was just about uh, three, four years back, a great part of the Amazon forest was on fire and lost, and that caused further amounts of carbon dioxide to be let out into the air. that creates only worse conditions for these kinds of freak phenomenons to keep on recurring. Indeed. Thank you, Rez. Thank you, Rez. Um, Wayne, what do you think about Stephen's poem? Well, I said, uh, I said, I have to say this is the best color graph I've ever heard. It is the only one, but this is a wonderful. This is wonderful, and I have to write one of these because it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great style. You did a great job reading it. I love the storyline. I love the form. You mastered it, and all I can say is, "Burn, baby, burn." You burnt the house down. Great job. <laughs> it's like a disco inferno. I think I'm crazy. I'm not sure if she heard a boo. Hi, boo. 
Boo. Hi, how are you? Hey, boo. Good, how are I you? didn't hear the plane. Hello, boo. Hello. Oh, you're, you're going to have to go back mm-hmm. and read it. It's a real scorcher. <laughs> Who's it from? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Always such Who's a terrible it? dad's voice. <laughs> <laughs> Only you can help prevent forest fires. Smokey yeah. the bear. Um, My heart's on fire. How you doing tonight, Boo? Sorry, I didn't hear the poem. Whose poem was it? That's okay. It's Stephen. Steve. Oh, Steve. Stephen, oh, pull up there. The lightning renewal. Um, it's a telegram. Well, if, if you have time to read it and would like to comment, I'm going to ask Stephen to plug his shows. And, I mean, if you have time to, to do that in between, you're more than welcome to uh, raise your figurative hand and, and, and make a comment. Okay. Okay, uh, Okay. Um, let's see. Next show at uh, Port Slice of Life is tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern. It is the Port of Hanklings. Uh, Thomas Kincaid is the prompt once again, so check out those paintings that Kay found, and there's some awesome ones as usual. And then Thursday is Moving a Sound at 7 p.m. Eastern, Little River Band, great, great band from the 70s. And then uh, on Friday, we are honoring uh, Originals by Terry, a poet here at, at All Poetry. She passed away last September. That's 8 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I don't, I don't think I, I do know her, and I don't, I don't know if I got the message that she passed away. That's too bad to hear. I'm like, I have the past week since you've been plugging that show, but I don't think I've, I, I, um, and I've always seen her flitting around. So, and she's quite, she's quite nice. She, she entered a lot of my, um, a lot of my picture contests, my photo, my photo contest. Mm. One, one good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a nice lady. Well, thank you for your form and for letting us know what's going on over there. And um, and you're welcome to stay as long as you like. I can stick for one. Okay. The one is going to be Wayne. Wayne, before you read, I'll always ask. You get to teach me a little something about something. Although I do know well, this form quite well. Oh, you didn't, I didn't ever heard it before. I, I, first, first time I ever heard it. I was just in the contest yeah. and I said, well, let's see what this is all about, what the trial is all about. And it's uh, kind of weird. It's, um, it's got a, they repeat, repeat two, of the start, two start lines, by the same as the ending two lines. And there's only eight lines in the whole poem. And the first line is repeated in the middle of the poem. So there's five lines that are similar. And so you don't do a whole lot of writing in this, but it's got it just tied together. And it's, uh, you can see the rhyme scheme down in the notes. It's a, uh, Kind of hard to say. It's capital A, capital B, little A, capital A, little A, B, capital A, B. So it's kind of in ten syllables per line. And there's only eight lines in, in the in the whole poem. And uh, so it's kind of kind of a different kind of a write for me. I had a good time writing it. And so it's a real real short now. I'll read it. It's only eight, eight lines long. And the, mine's titled. Uh, is, that, is that enough explanation, or are you only more explanation? Um, uh, I want you to hold on hold one up. moment. I did something okay. bad, and I forgot. Who did you want to make a comment for? For Stephen? Yeah, like I was gonna tell Stephen. I never heard of this uh, form before, but it kind of reminds me of sort of a pantoum, but longer. And uh, it's a really cool format. I think you did a really good job, and uh, speaks of I think 
something dying and then the rebirth is in the fire that you describe here. Um, really great job. And uh, you taught me something new because I never heard this one. Yeah, you Thank you, Boo. Welcome. All right. I'm going to let one more person before I give Wayne back to Mike here. Hey, Big Burge. Hello, Hello. Hello, Hello everyone. You? Can you guys hear me okay? Yes, how are you fine? Yep. Yep. I, uh, I know you were, you were hanging out with us on the board. Did you want to make a comment on Stephen before we move on? Stephen, being, this is the poem that was just talking about forest fires, yeah? Because you're, you're dealing with forms. So I'm, I've actually called, I, I really have no concepts of form whatsoever. My question is simply this, because it's such an interesting topic. Rather than, this is the reason I'm on your show, guys. I've been on your show the last time, so we talk about a variety of things in amongst the form discussion. But the, the idea of, um, of troubling weather, what do you guys what do you guys think about that? I had a conversation with a friend of mine earlier today who was a lot of these forest fires and things of this nature are actually now government controlled. And that they are it's to do with the um, oh god, the harp and the hadron collider type of technology that now is in existence. And I just wondered what you could talk about that in relation to Stephen's poem. But I like the poem from what I heard. Thank you, Big Bird. Excellent. And um, thank you. All right. Sorry, Wayne, I stole the mic from you. But um, it's actually the triolet is the second form I ever learned. So the first form I ever learned, I was like, yeah, I was like 16 or 17, and I was taking this writing course. I took a few writing, like a uh, creative writing courses in high school, and um, this is the first. This is the second form I, I learned, and it's a poetic form consisting of eight lines. Within the triolet, the first and fourth. I'm just gonna do this. Well, nice. quick, it's a little spotty here. Uh, the first and fourth and seventh lines repeat, and the second and eighth repeat as well on their own. And uh, you went over the rhyme scheme already, so I'm not going to go there. And then the only other thing is that each each line only has ten syllables with five metrical feet. So I'm pretty excited. And you have the mic, and I promise not to take it away again. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> fine. Anyway, uh, uh, Stephen's poem is about the fires and stuff, and this, my poem is about scorched earth. So it's after the fires go out, here's what's left. And it's called the scorched earth. It goes like this. Leopards snarling at the scarlet morning sky. Jungle wildlife scratches teriyaki grass. Rhinoceros claws root with tear and eye. Leopards snarling at scarlet morning sky. Topaz fish and tangerine turtles die. Goldenrod rays radiate as years pass. Leopards snarling at the scarlet morning sky. Jungle wildlife scratch teriyaki grass. In. Excellent. Um, now, these poems, I, what I like about poems that repeat lines is that some people are like, oh, well, you write three lines and the whole poem writes itself. But really, it's, it's, it's difficult making sure those three lines or however many lines you're repeating are fitting in again and again. Um, and, and, that's, and, and that's the thing. You could write a poem but, and have the lines repeat, but it's not just about writing any line. You have to make sure that it makes sense when it's repeated again and not just thrown in there for effect. 
Um, and I think you've done that well. I love the terracotta grass. I really, really love that. I thought that was quite, quite clever. And then the rhinoceros claws with tear and eye, leopards snarling at scarlet morning sky. I really liked, I think those were my two favorite lines. The catch rhyme itself was brilliant. And even though this was such a brief um, encounter of this, um, you know, of, of, of this scene, you brought in an immense amount of wildlife, an immense amount of just the way the, like how the, the, the heat of the air, uh, the sun, how it feels scorching on your, scorching on you. So like you brought in so many elements of, of what's happening around you, plus all, plus all the, the colors and the, uh, was this a death poem or what's happening? <laughs> you brought in so many uh, colors and so many uh, things around in the animals, and you really jam packed this quite quite a bit. And if you can, if you notice in Wayne's piece, it doesn't have a lot of smaller interject, you know, uh, transfer words. And by doing that, you were able to really kick in a lot of information in a very brief amount of time, which I thought you did quite quite well. And Great oh, job great, on the form. Great, great comment. Yeah. I'm going to get my first comment from Stephen. I think he's got to jet out soon. Yeah, I thought that this definitely is an interesting form. Uh, it's the best uh, trilate I've ever heard. It's the only one, but uh, yeah, for sure. Touche. <laughs> I thought the subject matter that you brought in was cool, too, because it made me think of um, uh, National Ge- Geographic shows that I've seen in the past. I can't remember if it was the Serengeti or something that goes through a drought and almost dries up, and then the rains come and the animals all pour in because they're thirstier than hell. But, yeah, this is really cool. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> awesome comment. And Raj, what do you think? Yeah, there's imagery here that reminds me of the African savannas. And uh, there's definitely a deep sense of nature there because, as we know, the oldest kind exists on that very continent from million years past. It's true. Thank you, Raz and Boo. Well, all of that, and you got a 9.0 on this one too, Wayne. You go, boy. <laughs> I mean, this is Tell a lot packed in. Yeah, once eight lines. I mean, incredible. Um, you can see it. You can if you feel like the scorching heat. You can see the jungle and the rhinoceros and all of the sadness here about the death. Um, that they're dying here in the in this. I don't know if this is the. I guess this is the. Well, I don't know if this is the desert or what. I think it is. I don't know either. I found it on the internet. It looks like, like a scorched earth to me. And, so yeah. yeah, you did an awesome job and followed the ten, the ten syllables per line. And it gets kind of after it gets like too many directions, I get all lost and screwed up. But you kept it uh, well in there. Eight lines with one repeated three times. Uh, really, really cool. I thought you did a great job at this. Um, might be your new uh, your new signature, Wayne. Thank you very much. Great yep. comment. Excellent comment. And Big Verge. 
I think somebody just went and go ahead and made it up and then and then owned it. You know, a lot of people do that now too with um with with their own photo. Like I I made my own my own form too. I just made it up. Oh, and it's a thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, so uh, Form is not something that is literally something that over years people went, yeah, this is that form. It's actually somebody that, yeah, I like this style, we call it this. This is really what it is. Some of them, some there's some official forms that were made because um, I guess it yeah. has to get officialized somewhere. But there are some wow. official forms that were made by people here on AP that are actual official forms now. I don't know how oh. you get it I, I don't know wow. how you get it official, but you know that you know that would be something like I feel like you're giving me homework. And next show I have, I will <laughs> I'm going to have to look up some of this homework. Like how do you officially make a form poem right. like official? Yeah, now I'm That's, excited now. No, no, I don't no, often no, get no, my people people give me homework, so this is like payback for all the homework I make people do. <laughs> no, this is why I'm on the show because I was like, form is very is very interesting to me. I see it as I see it somewhat as, as almost restrictive. It's like poetry is supposed to be free. Any form of expression is supposed to be free. Therefore, why would you constrain it by telling people, hey, if you're going to do a haiku, it has to be this. If you're going to do a trio lay, it has to be this. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? So I'm just intrigued. And it's yeah. almost like, like you were saying about the homework. It's like, okay. So it's like that whole thing, isn't it? I, about, I, oh, I can some, name a star. I was the first too. person to see a star, so I'm going to name the star. And I'm like, no, you don't get to name something that was there before you saw it, just because you haven't seen it first, <laughs> doesn't mean you have claim to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be critical yeah. of the idea of the show, but I like the yeah. idea of what defines form and who gets defined. Yeah, if, you, if you write it first, it's yours. Yeah, if you write it first, it's yours, exactly. Some people, Unless it's not copyrighted, if it's not copyrighted, you lose that right. Like, you have to get an official copywritten. I'm going to go look that up now. I'm going to go find homework for the next show. But some people do find uh, forms restrictive. I find them challenging. And in the ways where um, it, it, it helps me not only learn, because sometimes when you're looking at, like, word count, say you can only have 10 words per line. Uh, I find that it helps me. And I'm I like free verse. I'm, I, I love free verse, too, but I love forms, too. I, I'm really across the board on this. And the thing that I like about forms is that it challenges you to think outside the box when you only have 10 wor- words. You only have 10 syllables, okay? I have 10 syllables in this line. You have to learn how to start get, gutting out all those unnecessary words and start to, you know, kind of tuck it in a little bit and start to find creative ways and start to do certain things. And, and I find it challenging in a way where I'm not only pushing myself to my limits uh, creatively, uh, but also, also like kind of like honing that, 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 uh, that skill. You know, there are some times that I just want to kick off the boots and I'm just going to write free verse. And, and I do like different types of um, poetry. I mean, if you look on my page, it's quite different. It's quite eclectic. So I like 
that confessional Sylvia Plath, uh, you know, and Sexton type of writing. I, I like that confessional type of writing. But I also really like, um, you know, a, a, a good Robert Frost nature, that, that lyrical rhyme type thing. Um, and then, and then of course, there's the form. Uh, so I, I, I like a little bit of everything. Uh, not everybody does, you know, to each his own. Um, so at the end of the day, you have to do what you've got to do. But I, 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 it's interesting, again, you then referred, you went from form to free verse. And to me, it's the same thing. It's like free verse is not, I, I, I always look at free verse, and I'm like, well, free verse is just people writing just what's coming through their head. I can't do that. I can't do that. It has to have some structure in terms of what I'm thinking about what I'm going to say before I would ever put that out there as being, well, this is a piece of poetry. But then free verse that hey, I've Bert, from people. Sorry, hey, Bert, Bert, if you look at it, Bert, I put a website on there that you can look at and it'll show you all the different types of forms. There's like there's oh, cool. a bunch of forms. Right. It'll show you all the, all the kind of forms and how they're written. So you can see what you think about that. No, I will, but as I said, <laughs> I know for a fact, being the stubborn individual that I am, that I will never, ever subscribe to writing a poem to fit a form. It's a bit like, it's, um, this is kind of part of, I guess, partially part of the reason I don't always do all the shows now, because it's the same principle for me. It's like, I don't like to be... One of these days, there'll be a poem like, called The Verge. It'll be The Verge, Verge and it'll be after your, your style. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, Just make up your own. That's a good idea. No, but even, even so, the Verge Elements poem that I have, the Verge Elements poem is me saying, I'm not really about having the word even be real it's like this is me doing me now it's it's my freedom it's my freedom of expression it's not something that needs to fit a box so it's very like i said i find this show interesting anyway i've spoken too much so okay no i love it i love it i i it's fine um so what you can do raz cheated a little bit but i'm gonna let raz cheat a little bit because i because you know i like him so much he picked <laughs> prose as a form <laughs> a little bit cheating but raz i i was like well i didn't say no prose so prose is a form written language that usually exhibits a natural flow of speech and a grammatical structure um, an exception is a narrative device dream or conscious. Uh, the word prose first appeared in the English century and is derived from the old French prose, which in turn originates uh, in the Latin expression prosa arago. I hope I said that right. Um, so there's a little bit about prose and you know, some some well-known uh, uh, I must be very upsetting after the previous discussion. This is not just prose, but a little bit of free verse. I saw the argument against it for poetry. I am for the stream of consciousness being expressed as best as possible in order for there to be a modern poem, why I chose this to be an example for the night. And this poem is called Two-Sided World. 
Patah, Patah, a cripe world less than the world forgotten. Ptolemy histronic, the regal furlough, papyrus school tarnished, who saw everything was disguised, blue measured, a contrast spectrum of a visual saffron congruency. The truth is but empty hues. Tornado of twisted paper, a miracle of God, she resembles the water sculptures carefully thought by Poseidon, earth shafting. Neither could be the image behind the glass or genius face. Father time, the exception to the historical reclamation. Different emotions pour forth, gnarled and wrangled, granted the coral reefs lifting from the Pacific Basin, the shallow undertow, the tidal roach wave, salvages if the molecular oxygen was available now, we not have the single breath to waste. Class of 99 video game, first-person shooter, Washington, D.C., the breaking tension and the risk stress factor, the killing blood sport, PC mantic recourse, data processor tied to corporate office desk, Colombian necktie overtaxed by nonstop work, one state tax matter is a thousand nations fallen or the altered state of hundreds of non-equal estimate sums beyond from the presiding boundaries bounds token civilization of concrete dust the manifesto rebuilt rodini of crusted haven rock the ebony shorts is zanda confer immure robust primeval forest screw the prosperity 1.3 billion years ago lost decrypting the Japanese cuneiform exfoliate foiling, gemnosperm fertilization cult to the foundational essences with natural sciences, crumbled sandcastles which symbolized the font of us melting into the steaming hazy oasis of the seas, ever glory, ever greet, a perfect anatomical figure, the Viotius fawn. The miracle is the moon gemstone necklace, otherwise she is the temporal of death, agony vanishes. Sitting posture next to the amber maroon bedroom door to which the slightest change hyperspace digit dashes the magnitude will reveal the rolling darkness machine learning wooden continuity hypothesis the cube multiplied explained the blotted in the gray shade which reach collects to be the infinite line never minded at B when in the other place exact light waning beauty the exhausted sun consumes bewildered beguiled wide stretch. I have really now to ever come to the realization. And Poe. Excellent, excellent piece, Raz. And you you often like to expound upon the piece. Would you like to take that time now or to do it after? No, this is um, a paradox in which you have the proposition by Kripe, who's a philosopher in physics, in which you can have the one world but if it's proven that it exists, then you have to reason there are other worlds. Actually, yeah. I, I, I find your poetry, um, and you do, I would say, uh, you do a, a prose and, and such poetry where it's, you, can, you can take it piece by piece. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I really, really enjoyed your piece last night, too. I just want to say one more time. Um, but th- th- your pieces always really extend the reader into thought. And on different elements, again, of science, and you didn't quite do it so heavy into this one, but you often put in some pop culture references that's pretty cool. But I didn't see it too heavy on this one. 
Uh, I really like the part where you say crumbled sandcastles, which symbolize the front of us melting into the steaming hazy oasis of the seas, ever glory, ever ever greet a perfect um, and animal figure and the beauteous fawn. I, I really, really enjoyed that. I think your language was outstanding in the piece. I thought it was your your thought sometimes when there's a, a very heavy thought or things going in um, different kind of directions that could feel pulled. I thought this was very focused. And um, when pieces come into heavy, heavy thought or discussions such as these, uh, focus is very, very important. Um, especially when it's heavy, perhaps like on the, on, on the level of um, science and, and the, the level of physics that you have, because, uh, you know, just not everybody is, is well-versed with it. Like I'm not as well-versed with it as you are. You know, I stay with you a lot of the time, but it's through, it's through science fiction that I'm able to stay with you the bit that I can, um, not through the idea of me knowing um, sciences to, to an academic level. So, so this one was a really, really well done. I thought your focus, the way that you focused your thoughts and projecting it was, was brilliantly done in this one. Um, and I'm going to get first comment. Actually, I'm going to go with Big Burge this time for the first comment. You would, you would just throw me in the swim, and I'm like, well, where do I see this dude? Raz, I've missed listening to your stuff. That's the truth. I even front it. I'm like, it's been a few weeks where it's been like, nothing's going on in my world, but it's like, dude, you always bring it. It's like, this is what language use the subject matter in terms of, of what you choose to speak on, how you choose to speak on it. I find it truly, truly amazing what your how your brain works with this whole of writing. And I I was talking with um Bouillester about about Rob Cohen and about how a very interesting um um um, ritual, like a writing kind of ritual, and, and, and he demands a certain ambience before he would even put pen to paper. Is it the same for you? Is there a form of, is there a form, I'm going to use the word force to try and keep it on top, on top of it. Is there a form of, of discipline that you require for you to write this material? Because of, as, 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 um, yes, it takes a, a bit of reflection. I uh, gather my thoughts before writing and then I slowly put them together within the stretch of hours. But sometimes in certain pieces, I, I might take days or weeks in trying right. to collect all my thoughts so there's the presentation. Right, because it comes across, it's not even because my understanding of writing free verse, and you did say you've obviously clarified free verse and phrase, there's a bit of a mixture here. Um, but my Because that one, it from, came to me in under an hour and a half, so it was technically I was free just verse, about to But not all my right. pieces are that quickly written. Would be that. Because looking at this, I'm like, an hour and a half of this is impressive, dude. Because I'm looking at the subject matter, token civilization of concrete dark, a manifesto rebuild, redeeming a crusted haven rock, the ebony shore, the uh, confer immune robust. I'm like, that isn't, that's not the stuff that a person sits down and thinks about and in, in five minutes they've got it. That, that takes, 
that takes a bit of time to, to, to really firstly have that to draw on your um, your personal knowledge to make to actually put it in and fit it into something poetic, but then to actually write it and word it in the way that you do. Truly, it's pushing what you do. It really is. And your mind is clearly one of those really like, uh, you probably break the It's like the way that you write and you think about things. You think about things. People say that I'm very like so serious and stuff. I'm like, but when people read what you do, they have to be telling themselves afterwards, Jesus, what am I and what am I supposed to take from that? But overall, to end, just a really, really entertaining piece of art. It's really and entertaining in that, you know, Black James Bond sensical way. I mean entertaining. It's more like edutainment. It's, you're educating, but you're giving us this, this feeling of like, yeah, this is quite a trip. I, I, so, yeah, really, and definitely free verse to me, more than it is prose. It feels kind of diversity to me. It's just, just very clever, very well written. I really enjoyed Thanks, Ridge. I was telling you, I had to bear in mind that free stream of consciousness is used in both to determine for a fact, had it not been a bit like free verse, but I was leaning towards prose. Yeah, it's me to see it as prose in that way. I, I know it is, but it feels more like you were free rolling with things. It's more like the hyperspace line down the end and things like that that make you go, okay, maybe there's a bit more thought in it than just, yeah, pen to paper and you wrote, and you wrote what you thought. But the, the feeling of just the way, from the, from the very beginning, guitar for guitar, it's like, yeah, you're just in a place where you just want to write some stuff. And you go from there, and then, as I say, by the time you get to the end, it's like, Jesus Christ, this is not just some stuff. This is really serious material. <laughs> but as I said, I always, I always appreciate what you do, because I find what you, you do to be uh, at least intellectually challenging, which to me is what any great poet or any great poem should do. It should intellectually challenge people. Yes, you want your reader to actually think at least I do, why I go that level, making sure there's enough there in order for a person to feel at least a bit stimulated. Yeah, and you do a good job of that. Sky, where have you gone? You disappeared on us. Oh, I'm on mute. I'm like, I was, I'm like, I was don't asking mute yourself when we're in conversation, like... man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was letting you guys enjoy your conversation. Then I stepped in right at the end, but then I realized that I was on mute. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just, I was enjoying you guys' conversation, and then I was I was right at the end. I was like, okay, Wayne, and then I realized that I was on mute. So, <laughs> I, I, I figured. Good thing you said we're shy because I wouldn't have checked my phone. <laughs> no, um, in fairness to you, I think Razzy's poem probably puts a lot of people's thoughts on you. So, no biggie. <laughs> <laughs> I have a point of view. Is it my, it's my turn? It is your turn, Wayne, yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I think about this. is Looking under the list of different forms of poetry, free verse is proudly listed. Therefore, you are a formalist. And a fine one that, I may say. Prozone, brother, prozone. Uh, by the way, abstract realist has not been listed, so your destiny awaits you. 
Your style, in my mind, is a wonderful style that should be defined and taught at the highest level. I'm about five grades behind you in your style, and uh, a lot of times I'm like waking up when you're reading your poem saying, what did I get out of that? Because there's so much in my brain goes so many different directions, I'm just ready to explode. But you got a great style, and you ought to define it, print it, and have your own style there, because uh, you have to have your own style, and it's an excellent style. I like it a whole lot. Prozone, prozone. Thanks, man. Don't look down <laughs> on yourself. I enjoy reading your poems, too. Yeah, tell him, tell him again, tell him again, Raz, because he does like to put himself down on air. It's like, wait, stop that, man. You don't, you don't stop write it, stop some, it. you don't write some political poetry. You write some witty stuff. We all know you're quite lighthearted and you've got a level of levity that you bring to your work. But it is, it's still good work, like right? It's not like you write crap, so let's stop that now. Um, just finally as well, before we um, Stop it, I say, okay, stop it. <laughs> First thing I would say though about um, Raz um, um, publishing this and putting it out there. Listen, man, we got a whole dumb down generation of just idiotic people out there. But this is way over their head, just like way over the majority of people. And even the so-called intellect would probably sit there and, and tell themselves, I don't really know what this dude is saying, you know, and that's not a disrespect to Raz, it's more to do with Raz's level of intellect that basically would put a lot of people to shame, I think. So that's what I also wanted to add about that, because that's a good comment you threw in there, Wayne. So I like the idea that, that you, you know, you appreciate it to the extent that you think it should be out there, but as I said, I would dread to think what any uh, agent or publisher would say Raz's niche audience would be, because it must be a very finite group of people in this world that would appreciate this kind of uh, um, lyrical skill, because that's what I would define. Excellent. And what I do you, know what's what your favorite, but I do plan on publishing one day. I just uh, keep postponing. Thank you for the encouraging <laughs> words. Get to it, brother. <laughs> Get it out there and let's find out if there's some intellects out there that need to be need to be joining forces with you so that we can spread more of this good wisdom and knowledge to the rest of the world. It needs to be done. And Mama Cake, what do you think? Well, I think that Raz always gets you to be thinking and I think a paradox is a statement that's self-contradictory and absurd um, to to another um, statement. So I think that's sort of what he's questioning here, um, especially when he says, skies, blue, measure, contrast, spectrum, and visual saffron, truth is an empty hue. Um, she's questioning, I think, here and now, God, and, and all of the things to come. Um, also, quantum physics you got thrown in there because I noticed you always have that thrown in there. And um, reasons, you try to reason things and you try to make things logical and they're logical and they're poetic all at the same time and you get us to think and uh, it's deep and it's you and only you can do this, I think. And um, so it uh, makes you want to know more even if you don't. So it's always challenging your poetry. And that's something that I think is pretty cool, Brad. There are several with why are the skies actually blue. I was thinking that one recently. We all can know for a fact that we see a blue sky, but theoretically that's just air vapor that 
contrast mm-hmm. off of the atmospheric gas is why it looks blue. So do we know that for a fact? Mm-hmm. Well, friends, uh, thank you very much for your piece. And do you, do you have any shows coming up? Anything you want to plug or talk about? No, I'm uh, all out of shows until LCN books me. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> You'll be booked soon enough. First, first, first he was all out of money. Now he's all out of shows. All right. Oh, no, he's straight out of money, right? <laughs> so. All right, Boo. Um, you're up next. If you can tell me, I, I did put an in information about a pantoon, but I, I happen to know that you know this one quite well. So why don't you tell me what it is? Well, <laughs> I actually find this poem so annoying to write. Um, but I don't <laughs> know why I actually <laughs> I did it, but um, it's a four-line stanzas in which the second and fourth lines of each stanza serve as the first and the third lines of the next stanza. And then the last line is often the same as the first. So it's a lot of counting and tricky maneuvering around. Um, I find them a pain in the ass to write, but I think that when they're done, they sound pretty good. So I thought I'd suffer through another one for you <laughs> since I did this going now the last time. All right, awesome. Pantoon consists of a series of quatrains rhyming A-B-A-B in which mm-hmm. the second and fourth lines of the quatrain recur as the first and third lines in the succeeding quatrain, which is what you were saying. Each quatrain introduces a new second rhyme as B-C-B and C-D-C and so on. The first line in the series recurs as the last line of the closing quatrain, and the third line in the poem recurs as the second line in the closing quatrain, rhyming B-A-Z-A, which is important to put some strong lines right at the beginning so that your clothes will be uh, just as just as strong. You didn't yeah. try my form, but I'm glad you brought me a pantu. <laughs> I will try your form though. <laughs> I just uh, wasn't focused enough, I don't think. But I'm I do want to try it. It looks interesting. I thought for sure JCA would try it, but yeah. Uh, okay, this is called Sweet Starlit Showers. Flying through the heavens, I seek for the star that bears your name. There within my heart, I keep eternally love soft flames. For the star that bears your name guides me through love's sweet call. Eternally love's soft flames does hold me close and enthralled. Guiding me with your love's sweet call to stand by you in the rain does hold me close and enthralled. This bond together never in vain. To stand by beside you in the rain brings me brings to me a joy untold. The bond together never in vain. Nothing man-made can unfold. Bring to me joy unfold, chemical reactions set ablaze. Nothing man-made can unfold, this which always does amaze. Chemical reactions set ablaze, there within my heart I keep. That which always does amaze, blind through the heavens I seek. End poem. Uh, so, so we're back to the sweet stuff. You just blew off what everybody's <laughs> Last time you brought me a, a, a painful one, I said, where's your sweet stuff? And you were like, ah! I'm giving a break. We're back to it. I love it. 
Um, first of all, it's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful to the picture, beautiful form. I really do enjoy this form. I don't think, I think I've read, let's see, I've not read, I think I've done a few of these, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe a handful of these throughout the years. I do think it's a pretty, uh, pretty cool form. I really liked, where was the line? I'm trying to find it. Uh, the scars line, the scars that bear your name, right? Oh, right here. For the star, sorry, the scars. The star that bears your name guides me with love's sweet call, eternally love's soft flame, does hold me close and enthralled. I love that. And and uh, when you structure uh, a rhyming piece such as this, you have to kind of be creative. And when you do that, it kind of has that old, old style feeling and that old, um, if you will, that bardic type feel because you have to restructure the sentence in a way that doesn't naturally flow. But in poetry, you can get away with it where, where you say right here, eternally loves uh, soft flame does hold me close and enthralled to have that uh, end line rhyme fit perfectly there. You have to restructure the, the, the line a little bit. And it does seem a little bit more lyrical when you have uh, line structured in such a way. Um, I'm dyslexic. And the one thing that I always loved about poetry is when it comes to formal writing, I, I, when I was younger, I always struggled a bit because I would always flip my lines. And my teachers would always say, you, your line structure often leads with the end of the sentence. So your, your end of the sentence, so not only were my letters mixed up, but they would say that the line structure in itself would be swapped. And that when you're building a structured sentence, it has to have a certain open and a certain close. And I naturally just flip those. Now, when it comes to poetry, when people read like, you know, poetry, they're like, oh, it's so creative the way you flop things. And I'm thinking, well, I'm dyslexic and I just do that. <laughs> it's not because I'm trying it. Because there's something wrong. <laughs> but the, the thing about that is, is that you can get away with so much uh, with creative and poetic, poetic license, not only creating words, but in creating fun ways to structure a sentence. And it's poems like these that force you to do certain rhymes uh, that remind me how beautiful language can be when you kind of play with it and mix it up. And you have to do it well. If it seems too forced, uh, it doesn't go over well. If you're, if you're forcing the line structure too much to do the rhyme, um, it definitely can, you could tell that it's forced. But when you do it such an subtle and beautiful way such as this way that it sounds uh this piece was beautiful i love the romance in it i you you uh you i was i was uh i say i was you were depriving us of your romantic writing for a while so it's very <laughs> nice to see <laughs> we got a lot of angry you know and then some not and then like like you i when i think of some of your poetry like it's very like um I would say, like, which I enjoy too, that you know, uh, you know, this is my fight song, and 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 very like, I'm, you know, gonna go there, which is also very good woman power, is definitely excellent. But I I do <laughs> like the sashes of, of different genres here and there, you know, bring me dark, bring me romance, um, bring me bring me nature, bring me depths of despair. I like it all. So this is really really well done. Thank you, Boo. And I get my Thank first you so comment. 
I'm going to get my first comment from, who am I going to get it from? I'm going to get it from Rhett. Yeah, there's plenty of heavy romanticism with what she's describing as love. And uh, certain scientists speculate, you know, no such thing is all that real except those chemical reactions that you have hormones that respond a certain way to other individuals and to that form of neuropathy. There are the specific paths of which we psychologically associate to be loved. And yet, as we know throughout all time, any man or woman is going to know what it's like to fall in love, even if we want to take it down to that biochemical level, it does have more meaning than what uh, can be seen as molecular geology or geography. So uh, this Uh does pose those kinds of questions by chemical reaction. Are we really hallucinating love? And then in the other notions, what you have here, of the indication of what these sensations are at the beginning of the poem where they're meeting and in the act of learning how to keep along a soft flame. So that kindlement, that uh, need for passion and fire, it it doesn't completely seem biochemical related. There's a a flip side here, one of... uh, trying to perceive love as being real and the other side with the chemical reaction, a confusion of not knowing is that the only reason why you're around a special someone and don't feel like you're in your right senses. (laughs) You're right. Thank you, Wes. But it's an interesting piece, very romantic, either way you look at it. And, And there's nothing about uh, advanced chemistry to what others associate with the thought of heaven, which is that closing piece on the liner. Uh Thank you. Thank you. And Wayne? Uh, Yes. Well, tonight I've been been commenting more on the form than I have been the the content of the poem, because the poem is great, though. But uh, the second line that moves to the first uh, in in these panels is it always reminds me of the song, I'm Henry VIII, I am, Henry VIII, I am, I am, second verse, same as the first. Kind of reminds me of a, the way it skips yeah. the poem, it kind of reminds me of the song. And you did a great job on the poem of poetry. The rhyme was wonderful. You made the repeating lines read as though they was, they was born to be there. It's a superstar, right? And, and a great storyline. I loved it. Great job. Thank you. You are welcome. Excellent. And Birch? First thing first. When food was explaining the form of the poem, I'm sitting here like in my Charlie Brown voice saying, Good grief. Like, <laughs> and then we started, and then I realized, let's get this right. It's the second and third lines, or the second and fourth lines, or the first and third lines that have to go to the next. Second and fourth lines, and then that could. But what you've done here is so clever. I'm like, this is so good, and it's so smart. And the way that you're able to, <laughs> as 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 Sky said, flow in a 
decent coherent way and is not lost in retaining thoughts. To me, it's an incredible um, effort. You said you struggled for it, it was a real pain to write. I can imagine it must take a lot of thought to try to make sure, well, not even sure, make sure that you stick to the form but still get your message across. Which, when, which I, because I've had that said a lot to me over the years. Some, well, not a lot, but certain people said, yeah, your rhymes forced today, though, with that piece. And I'm like, not in my head they weren't. It was just write it a certain time has to fit. You still get the right word in to make it work. And in this form, it demands real discipline. The concept of the thing also, um, it has a very kind of um, ginger, ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire kind of feel of romanticized old school and that kind of thing, which also is reflected in the picture. It it it, it just feels right. It there's no part of that. And I've seen this with you before, Boo, that you'll write stuff and then you'll be telling us as, as we're commenting, no, no, it's right, it's correct me. This one isn't like that. Maybe this is a style, if, I'm, if I can be overly critical, which is not being really critical, it's actually encouraging. I'm saying, you may be in this style, because what it does, it demands that you can't afford to um, have words out of the wrong order like before. I this, man. I thought this is one of the best poems I've heard. From you, Boo, but more importantly, in terms of its structure, its structure is really interesting stuff. Like <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks so much, Bruce. <laughs> You're welcome. Cool. Thank you. Very enjoyable listen. And we okay. have a new caller. I'm not sure she heard. Hello, Crystal. Hello. No, Crystal. How are you, Crystal? Hey, Mrs. Hope. Hello. Well, since since uh, Stephen's not here, you know I'm going to have to ask you. Are you oh, okay. are you calling from the Chevron? <laughs> I was wondering if that was the question. I was going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah. No, I'm not calling from Chevron. It's so weird, though. Every single job that I have, every time I do work near a Chevron station. <laughs> I swear, I have one you down have... the street from my job. And it's like, and do you, why is there always look a Chevron? The <laughs> do you look out the window and think of me, Stephen? <laughs> well, it's, it's a bit farther down for me to look out the window, but it's like, it's probably like less than a mile down the road. So, like, like, whenever I pass nearby it, I always just start laughing, and people are like, why are you laughing? And I just, I don't tell them. <laughs> but I do, I, like, like laugh to myself, because I just, I just, I haven't done it in a while. I did it for, for a while, though, where I just look at the Chevron station, I'm just like, I was like, oh, if there's a duck nearby. <laughs> if they ask you, just say, I have weird friends, don't ask. <laughs> oh, I have said that before. I'm like, it's an inside joke or something. Or like, <laughs> well, I have got uh, Verge up next. 
he brought the verge form. That's what I'm calling it. And um, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, uh, and then and then if Jay doesn't call, I'll drop you next. But if Jay calls, I'm gonna ask you for like he's got to be on break. So is that all right with the crystal? That works for me. Okay. Guys, you have the right. you have the audio link. You have the audio link. Do you want me to tell you what the audio is? Oh, there's audio. There's an audio. Yeah. To the audio. Okay. Let okay, me. Okay. So what I'm gonna you... do is we're gonna change things up just a little bit. I'm gonna drop crystal. I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm do gonna that. put the audio up. Yeah, and then yeah. we'll put okay, you down. Okay. okay I'll send you the. Uh, I'll send you the uh, the name of the audio to look at this one. Keep it rolling. I had to like review that really quick. I'm sorry. All right, Crystal, here is the name of the game. You need to teach me about your form, and then you, you are able to read. But luckily, um, I think this is she did the same form. So actually, you don't have to teach me too much because we just went over it. So you actually called at the most perfect time. So you also okay. did a pantoum. <laughs> you told right, the pantoum form is one that I do a lot. So that's why I have several pantoum maybe not several, but I have quite a few pantoum poems, so that's why I do it. But I, I can teach one thing, um, because I've done a little bit of research. I occasionally have people that send me messages saying that I didn't do the pantoum right. A lot of times it says that you have to on your uh, very last stanza to go from your doing your beginning lines. And this poem that I have here, I did not do that. But you don't actually have to. I, it normally goes like it goes like A B C D, and then you would repeat B and D, and then so on and so forth. But you actually can make G and uh, and I think it's like A or it's H and I. You can make your own. Uh, line somewhere in there. Like the first and the third line of the last stanza, you can make it a different line. Most people don't know that. Like I looked it up because I was wondering for a long time if you had to repeat the first stanza, and you do not. So okay. I, I'll I'll teach that. <laughs> That's the only thing I okay. guess I could say because I know that uh, Boo had a, a pantoum, and I'm pretty sure she said it and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, one thing I can, I can say, teach on that. Um, okay. So this is called Lavender Settles. And here we go. Rain plundered down lilac petals, misting on rainbow umbrellas. Hand in hand as pollen, pollen settles, kissing, writing sweet novellas. Misting on rainbow umbrellas. Paint the skies with periwinkle blue. Kisses writing sweet novellas, blossoming lavender wishes on you. Paint the skies periwinkle blue as we dance in rippling petals. Blossoming lavender wishes on you under the mulberry we cuddle. As we dance in rippling puddles, rain plunders down lilac petals. Under the mulberry we cuddle, hand in hand as pollen settles. And oh, you and uh, 
You and Boo both brought the same form and the same genre. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I really love that you repeated that one of your lines, you repeated the novellas because I really, really enjoyed that. Kissing, kisses, writing sweet novellas. The idea of um, kisses and being kissed, actually doing those, that, that sweet writing. And I guess when we, if we write, you know, when we have, as writers, we get to write down our feelings. And um, when we feel the sensation of love or any kind of emotion, really, we get to put that down on a page. And what a brilliant and unique way to say that kisses are writing those sweet novellas, those um, intimate moments that we tuck into our between our pages um, and in those secret places that, you know, we, we share, I guess, here. I, I think that is really such a brilliant line. I am quite jealous of it. I, I, I think it is an, a wonderful idea um, and beautiful as well. So I'm glad that that was one of the ones that repeated because I was like, as soon as you said it, my ears perked up and I was like, oh, like, that's pretty, pretty cool. And the fact that the fact that you um, – you rhymed it with umbrellas. You know, I, I'm a really big fan. Some people, you know, they have they have um, different perspectives, but I really enjoy the the slant rhyme. You know, some people are like, oh, that's not a true rhyme, or this that or this that. I really really enjoy slant rhymes. Uh, I mean, true rhymes are good too, but I I really enjoy a good slant rhyme, and I think it was just as effective. And it doesn't really box you in as much as it does when you're doing just true, true, true rhymes. Uh, so that was really, really beautiful. And then you brought in uh, the, these beautiful sachets of color, periwinkle blue, as we danced in the rippling puddles. And, uh, you know, one thing about paintings, too, and um, you have that ripple, and I can see how, you know, whether – Sometimes I write a poem and I find a perfect picture after, um, and I'm like, oh, this fits perfect to it. Sometimes I write to the picture, and regardless of which way you went with this, I think you captured a beautiful scene, even if you take out the picture. You still can, you know, someone can listen to this and close their eyes and really imagine um, the colors that are brought into it, especially with the lilac petals. I love that one. And then this one, too. This is a really great one. I'm going to steal all the lines. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, the mulberry. Uh, we got a, I really, really enjoyed that one, too. Uh, really, really well done uh, in, in bringing in this emotion and then uh, the musical notes of form, particularly. And uh, I think I'm going to get the first comment from Boo on this one. Yeah, I read this one. Um, I think yesterday when I when I saw it, um, and I thought it was really good. It's very colorful and vibrant. I thought she did the form perfect. I I think I might have seen you write a couple uh, of these before. I'm pretty sure, but uh, I love the picture. I think it's beautiful, and it's just so descriptive. The umbrellas and the kissing and the rainbows, and you got the periwinkle blue. And I like how you use novellas. I think that's really cool. Um, and as we dance in rippling puddles, it just um, brings the whole romanticism to it, especially at the ending, hand in hand as pollen settles. Uh, you just did a really good job with the form, and it's creative and beautiful. Thank you, Bruce. Excellent. And Raz? Yeah, there's... Definitely a sense of verse writing here. 
which one can find in that kind of a surrealistic and psychedelic style of uh, what I would consider modernism. And at its best, these are raindrops, which are really sun drops, you know, which are casting away with the umbrellas. She has a charming sense of language that one only wants to feel all that more liberated by the scenes she's portraying any more than you would with the thoughts of uh, gumdrops being thin air. Thank you, Raz. Excellent, excellent comment. And Rich? Yeah, this is another very cool piece, man. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm behind you myself. Yeah, that, it's a very, this is a very, very cool piece. I actually really like this picture as well, the colours to be used in, the, uh, in this crystal uh, zone um, background. This is a really, like I said, I really, I like this style a lot because it feels to me almost as if it makes, it forces you, once you've set that first band up, to, 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 to write, a, I just said it to Bruno in the first message, it keeps your poetic form so disciplined and it keeps you on topic, it keeps you in a place where you can't veer and your mind isn't allowed to to then, you know, like like digress from the subject matter. Um, so the whole idea and the sense and the colour that most people would associate with lavender. It, it all comes together within this poem. So I, I, I again, I, I would just be saying the same things I said about Bruce Pine, really, but in essence, yeah, this is a really cool piece. I love, again, the last stanza, as we dance in rippling puddles, rain flunders down lilac petals, under the mulberry we cuddle, hand in hand, just beautiful, really, really beautiful. And as I say, now y'all are you're, you're all beginning to convert verge from wanting to do the verge forms, maybe jumping on some of these forms. But like I said, I, I would always feel too inhibited in terms of, of how I know that my mind works and how I like to express now to necessarily write in this style. But you both, both these times have made me very appreciative of anybody who does embark upon doing so and can do it in such a, uh, a, a, a competent and, and effective way. So great work, Crystal. Very, very enjoyable. Excellent. Thank you, Bird. You're welcome. Yeah. Crystal, thank you so much for bringing me a form. Do you got anything going on over there? Or wherever you're doing? Uh, not at the moment. On the moment. Yeah. Well, well, feel free to hang out as long as you can. And I really appreciate you bringing me a piece and calling in tonight, taking part. Hey, Lizzie, out on the board. I was thinking about you. I owe you presents. I've been really busy, and, I, and she knows what I'm talking about. I will send you presents soon. I've been a little busy. Um, and... <laughs> uh, who do you, I think Jay is about to call in, so I don't, 
I, I, I don't want to get into quite anything quite yet. Um, I'll give him another couple couple minutes just while okay. he plugs the show. And then um, I'll see if he calls in. Do you want to plug the show coming up? Okay. Uh, yeah. So far, um, all I'm aware of is tomorrow is um, our house at noon Eastern. And I'm um, not sure for this weekend. I have to take a look at um, the schedule. Sorry. But tomorrow okay. for sure well, is open tomorrow? poetry. Yeah, tomorrow mm-hmm. at noon is our house. So, I mean, there's something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, hello. Let's see. I'm going to drop it, and we'll see what happens. I know he's trying to get on his break, but um, I don't know if he got busy yeah, or... So I'm gonna, I'm going to drop first, and then, and then and we'll go from there. All right, so okay. this is the Verge style foam. Are you already <laughs> on the test <laughs> You know, I was looking at the way that you actually form your, how you go from, like, you got a lot of expression in your typing. So I, I'll I'll count yeah. and look at that expression and that typing. <laughs> All right, here we go. Check. When it comes to checks, I'm a petter check. Go protector, yes. Go get a most deaf. Might check on no sweat. When it comes to poems, I wreck like tech. And steel hard heads get left upset. When Big Bird steps on stage and sets the tone like death. When I start to express like bullets from vets whose checks cause death. Did you get what I said? Basically, don't mess and don't get me vexed because I don't like stress, so it really is best to be my friend before chin checks and bulletproof vests are no defense for what's coming next. Destructive text expressed with strength and venomous ends. Violence, I check, but will defend my honor. Oh, yes, so check yourself before you dealt some cars, not check for mark defects. I check for truth that comes correct, so reject pretense. Defects I detect in historical views I choose to dissect like scientists do. I don't check for the rude or deviant schools of thought who abuse. I check but stay cool around serious dudes who don't play the fool when it comes to tools and making dark moves. I check for the dark to make light shine through. So my poetry checks for making that true and indulges in text that has no use for things I check like being untrue. By check, I mean quell, as in try to reduce because those who sell untruths let loose the dogs of hell and are living proof of things that people should not do. So I yes connect feeble with being deceitful so no to evils. By this I mean evil can ride on my bus because I ride with love. I check for that, and that's a fact. But love that's real, that makes you feel invincible and strong like steel that's bonded to an even keel. Balanced with talents examined and checked to earn respect from big intellects and heads who check for common sense. I check for them because no problem is beyond wise heads who keep stupidity checked like we need to do the feds. I don't check for the way they are today or were yesterday or how they're heading into tomorrow, leaving people hollow and families with sorrow. I check so rarely borrow and was never one to follow except on Twitter, but I'm not about Flickr or these websites now exposing people's lives. I have my own website bigverge.com believe that's right i check but keep promoting the words that i'd be quoting without causing commotion i just keep my words flowing and let my mind keep growing i check so direct myself away from stress because aging is a test where stress can bring your end but only if you let it i check for mental settings where blessing after blessing are things in life i'm getting by this i mean the spiritual remains as my residual source of harmony balance and inner peace because this to me's beauty 
just like this piece of poetry. So that's where I'll end this poetic blend that wasn't done for checks or to be called the best poem. It was done because I love to write and because of some Wu-Tang bass lines that I was playing tonight, a group whose art I do respect and that word there is the ultimate way for this poem to end because that's something until my death for which I'll always check. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's brilliant. All right, so, Virch, uh, what you have given me is called Spoken Words, performance-based poetry that focuses on aesthetics of wordplay and storytelling and often includes a collaboration experimentation with other art forms such as music, theater, and dance. Definitely think it falls into the Spoken word form, but we're just going to call it the Virch form from now on. Um, but I do definitely think that that is a bit of a spoken word. This was absolutely brilliant. Um, first, I let me say there's so much here. I can't. I'm not going to be able to touch on everything because there was so much that I'm that I'm digesting right now. Um, so I'm not going to try to find because honestly, I wasn't reading along with you. I was just listening to you because you were going super fast, and I wanted to make sure I honed in on your words that you were saying, not so much trying to follow along. So I don't know where any of these things are. So forgive me if I misspeak a little bit. But there was a part mm-hmm. where you kind of did this play on evil Knievel, but you did it the other way around. And it was a really cool, like nonsense. I really like that idea. And then you start talking about, um, you know, disharmony and, and finding spiritual peace and, and not surrounding yourself uh, with, with with anxiety and, and, and really being aware of your surroundings. And I think those types of messages are so important to, to not only be that presence for other people, but actually, you know, put yourself in those settings and those surroundings where uh, you're not consumed by all those uh, negative, negative vibes. We really liked at the end you got in routine because believe it or not, and I was a big Black Sunday uh, fan. I, I had that C D and that was I just felt I don't know why I just love that C D. Um and so I, I I did like that little bit of a nod. The way that you were able to do the the, the way that you speak certain words the especially there was one that you said poem and you you did like a break in the middle of the P O and the E S. I think that it's so creative and it really demands your listener to listen, not just a little bit, but to every word. And I and I really appreciate the way that this was performed, the messages that were and how it was something so personal to you. This was this was brilliant, brilliantly done. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I am the poet blend. That's the last one I'll say. I really like that one too. So that's where I'll end this poetic lens. I'm really, really well done. I'm going to get my first comment from Ryan. Yeah, put your hold on, Chuck. I know that Wu Tang song, Respect Your Neck, or several by Wu Tang. And uh, there's a unique originality here with Verge, how he approaches the subject matter of freeform. He does it like uh, no other performer I know. There's a bit of a modern edge there that it's not just any kind of a spoken word poetry. It's not just uh, a rap, but uh, someone who's taken 
what you expect from lyricism into a different type of mixing. Thanks, Raz. You've got it. As usual, you're, 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 you're very much in, in line with how I, I construct and form these things. Form. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very... Um, it's very... Uh, I can tell you, it, it's just very natural to me. That's why I keep saying that I can't visualize myself writing to, 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 to script, as it were. The way that we hip-hop guys kind of, I'm not like that, but it's more about, we talk about slipping the script a lot. As you said, um, Guy, evil and evil rhyme, rather than evil and can evil. It's like, no, but the, even the way that his name was created, it's like, well, it was begging for it to be used like that. It's like, you've got evil in your name, and your name's can evil. Come on, we've got to find a way for that to work, where it can be used in a way that makes sense but still is that play upon words. Um, so I'm glad that it, it, the form you chose at the end would be the form that it is. It is spoken word. It is meant to be done as spoken word. And in terms of the style of performance, um, just to give you guys some, some insight, you wouldn't believe, but that was, rich, that was read in a studio off my phone. I, that's not that I didn't know that I didn't learn that. But what I did was I recited it enough times in company where it becomes the thing that when I see the words on the screen, I almost instinctively know, hey, pause here, or I can keep it rolling. So this is all part of my form, and as you say, Sky, it is really. I'm glad that you put it like that, and in fact, now you've probably given me. Uh, a suitable title for a new poem called The Verge Form. I will do that at some point. Thank you. Excellent. And boo. <laughs> well, Big Verge is saying, don't fuck with him because he ain't in the mood for your bullshit and he's not going to be taking <laughs> your bullshit. And, um. He ain't got the time, and nor does he even want to fuck around with it to begin with. So um, um, that's what he's saying here, and, and you're better off being his friend because if you're going to be his enemy, you're going to wish that you never met him in the first fucking place. <laughs> and um, so uh, not that he wants to go that route, but he will if he needs to. I don't check for the rude or deviant fools or thought to abuse. I check to stay cool. Um, and he is cool, and he does his own thing, and he speaks his own mind, and um, he has the balls to say what a lot of people don't. And uh, he doesn't like injustice. He doesn't like the bullshit. He doesn't like fake in the funk or any fake uh, crap that comes along with that. And um, <laughs> if you be real and keep it real and be yourself, then he'll be his self. But if not, he hasn't got the time for you. He'll squash you. That's what he said. <laughs> To me, and um, I like all the references to like social media, except on Twitter, but not about Flickr. All these websites now exposing people's lives. Um, how people are so nosy and we're all up in each other's business, I think. And um, how he's sick of people per- promising false things that never come to fruition. So, um, he and, and lyrically and poetically and uniquely, and only the way he can with a million exclamation points. <laughs> 
kiss at eyelids, chimes ring of the sapphire bell, I hear the whisper. Uh, that was really, really well. I, w- I was looking at the form that this was earlier today. I was reading up on it, and it was quite interesting how it was how it was assembled. And I think you did ch- such a wonderful job. And I know that you definitely bring in gemstones when you write for me and when you look for poems that you've written before. Um, and you definitely write for your your reader, and I truly appreciate that. I think this was absolutely stunning. I loved it from the firefight, dancing with the topaz song. Um, I could, did you did you write this for this show? <laughs> yeah, we kind of uh, you know, it, like I said, it was. Uh, she started off with the uh, first um, uh, scenario, and then uh, we just uh, went back and forth. As far as uh, you can see, the credits on the stanzas below. So uh, it wasn't well, specifically I, I for your show, but I, we we know how much you, I know how much you love gemstones. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I can't even believe this is this is a this is a collab. It really is seamless. Brilliant, brilliant piece. Uh, let me get you some more comments before you have to go back to work. Um, Boo, what do you think? Boo Bear. All right, maybe not. Um, <laughs> how about Verge? Yeah, I'm glad you talked for me because I wanted to just say listen to Wu Tang and Knievel does not even compare to ending a poem with. Cosmic reverie drifting. What a beautiful line and what a beautiful poem. And more importantly, what fantastic use of language. Again, Azulite Temple, I see the smile. Imagery, such beautiful, vivid imagery. Um, the style, great Renga, Japanese stanza credit souls. So you've got the stanzas in there with you guys, and I thought that was actually to do with form. But just again, like Sky said, hard to believe that this is two people's work because it's seamless. The verses flow from one to the other with these wonderful, um, as I say, just just phrases of, 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 of. great lyrical content, let alone the imagery that they represent. So great work, JP. Really, really great. Really lovely. Didn't know you were a, a master of That's not what I've heard. But yeah, you've definitely got conservative skills up in this job. I appreciate that. Thank you. Cool, man. Excellent. Yeah, there's plenty of fireflies and glows here. And all kinds of things shining, including the stars. So it has that sense of wonder when you're in a certain state of a higher form of consciousness at night. And all the lights are peeking and winking back at you. Thank you. And Crystal. Yeah, I am definitely intrigued by 
the uh, by the storm, and I'm definitely going to check it out. And I do love that line too about the uh, the topaz stars, because like the first thing came to my head is like they riding with gems, and and I remember that he does that a lot. Um, but yeah, this is really beautiful. I do love just that line of the fireflies dance and these topaz stars, because I love the firefly dance too. That part is just really, really beautiful. Like this whole poem just um, reads of like this kind of magical beauty that there is. Um, just kind of like you got the, the sapphire and the topaz, and then you have all the nature aspects of the, the fireflies or or um, or the lullabies or just like things being like the moonlight. Um, yeah, everything is just really, really beautiful. And it, it doesn't even seem like it is a collaboration. Like it just seemed like it was written all together. Um, you and Lesson Soul did a really good job. It's, it's a great piece. Thank you so much. Excellent. And thank you, Jay, for fitting me into your schedule and for writing and for calling in. Um, who did nope, no who problem. Did, uh, plug tomorrow? And then uh, she said she didn't plug Saturday, but that's Rack Show. I don't know if you know anything about that. Right. Uh, Rack Show, Saturday, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, here is the quote that he is putting out there for everyone. I thought I knew what love was, and then I met you and understood why it never worked out with anyone else. So it's kind of a big-time lovey-dovey. He's also put, uh, it, you may be uh, interested in uh, Foreigner's uh, song, uh, Want to Know What Love Is. And uh, yep. that is also one of the uh, inspirations for the, for the show as well. And uh, like you said, uh, tomorrow... See you at our house at noon. Awesome. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. I'll be there, Jay. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. And uh, we're going to kick, we're going to do a little backwards twirl, and we're going to let Crystal, whom I skipped um, just for time purposes, also comment on Verge. Oh. oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I, think, I guess I don't know if I should go back to the poem. I mean, I do remember it. Um, yeah, I was just going to say about Virgil's poem that it is a bit, I think, like spoken word. I would agree that that would be it. But I kind of like the Virgil form, too. Like, to me, that just that <laughs> sounds like a cool name. Like, it should be its own form. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really liked, uh, I think if I remember off the top of my head, the one about, uh, I check for the dark, uh, to see the light come through. And I, I really liked that line because, um, it's something I actually heard the other day and I never thought about it before, but in order to have darkness, you also need light, um, in order to make like a shadow or something. And like, I've had that thought in my head, like all this week, but like when I see that, I don't know that just came to mind. Um, but yeah, I like, like, you just kind of like, you spoke your mind and I love when people do that in poetry because sometimes often what writing is, is just letting all those emotions out, anything that you've just like been stressed out about anything at all. You just sit down at the computer or sit down with a paper and pen and just write it all out. So I love that 
it seemed like it was that, um, like you just let all the emotions out, all of your feelings out, everything out on the table, and just, and I, I just think you did a really good job. Thank you very, very much, Crystal. Um, the answer to that is simply that uh, I believe any form of art, not as I said before, poetry is the arts.
So we're going to do something different while I figure that out. And I am going to ask, who wants to read? Brad, do you want to read? Yeah, I'll read the poem. I hardly ever read anything by Saul on airtime. Here's the poem. Her fragile soul. Her fragile soul. Oh, how sad is now this woman whose eyelids wept with Oh, no, no, I'm tears. sorry. One moment. Oh, no, no, no. Ah! no not read for Salva. Right. I'm going to figure out this. I'm going to figure out, well, this is why I dropped Verge again, apparently. Oh, no, no, I dropped the right one. Raz, look at the board now. We Reload the board. I'm going to figure out Salwa, and then I'm going to have you read for the root. Sorry. Oh, all right. If you refresh, yeah, we'll be on. I was uh, a bit delayed there. Yes. So uh, moving on with the course of the evening's uh, presentation. Here's Farouk Hassan in uh, Ghazal, which as you know is an Arabic form of verse poetry. Oh sunflower, clouds are dripping, moonlight spring today. May the fragrance of roses be found in the narrow paths of hearts today. The wave of morning breeze flows in this heart without joy and sorrow. Who says in the sandy desert, come on, dear, today? Who can complain about the smile of the lips or color of the garden and the lamp? A sweet word changes the atmosphere of the heart and spreads love today. Every drop of fire breathes in the fragrance of the ocean. The one who waited, his son, has set in time today. Your desert is the way of life, and I am the wayfarer. I will leave my garden and see the one I love today. I drink the cup of your love. My heart desires you. Am I counting a beloved audience today? A pen in you, your love has written innumerable. These verses are an explanation of Farouk's heartfelt love today. And poem. Excellent. And you read it, so you get to be the first comment. What did you think? There's an annotation note here that this was inspired by Aw, Sunflower by William Blake. And uh, what I see of the poem, it's definitely a humbling of oneself to anything which will accept your own life force to be of the same vitality and quality to want existence to persist. He approaches the sunflower, the poet, any more than of it being another state of life and trying to relate that sense of energy, how it's expounded from one life form to the next, and understand that in the end, with all those uh, infinitesimal calculations are its nature within its fabric and design, that he can only offer up some emotion to the sunflower of sharing that uh, same vitality or need for the life force. Excellent comment and wonderful read. Thank you, Raj, for reading that. I'm actually going to save my comment for last this time. Uh, Verge, what do you think? Totally helped if I unmuted everybody, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that would be nice. Unmute me. Yeah, I, I, me I'm not a great multitasker. So when I was trying to fix what was wrong with Salwa, I, I like it. I totally, yeah, I'm not a great multitasker. So my apologies. How many no, you think no about worries. No worries. It's, it's all good, man. All I was saying is that um, it, I find it quite interesting that how form works and applies to things like love poetry, how love poetry can fit a form. Um, I would just call it the love form because. To me, I was captured more by it. not only Raz's really good job, bro, but also the, the, the way that the words were, were written here. I felt that there was a, a really deep love coming across in these words. And, um, yeah, I really like them. I really like the end. I know, I just, I, it, really, it really touched me the way it even said, I drink the cup of your love, my heart desires you, am I counted in the lover's audience today? A pen in your love. Written in innumerable, these verses are an explanation of the root heartfelt love today. Can't really top that. That's the best way to find the poem, I think, and to define power of the love that, that the poem emits. So, good job, Farouk. I, I really enjoyed it. And again, cool reading. And Crystal? I go to this website occasionally where it's like, I forgot what the name of the website is, but it's where it has a hundred different types of poetry forms. And whenever I'm bored and feel like learning a new poetry form, I go on the website. This one I actually did a few weeks ago. So, like, I'm excited to read it from Peru. Um, But, yeah, I think he did, like, an incredible job with it and he always just writes such like beauty like especially with nature like writing with a sunflower and the and the morning breeze and everything like it, it just something so simple and, and elegant um always has some um beauty in his words every single time um I love it. Dessert in the way of life, and I am the way saver. I am leaving my garden to see the one that I love today. And the love, the cup of you love, my heart desires you. There's just something really um, beautiful about every single line. Um, but I think you just did a, a wonderful job. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. Um, and yeah, and, and Farouk, uh, I thought this was beautiful, and I did. So um, Raz opened with it's an Arabic poem, and it is. And uh, it is a form that's consisting of rhyming couplets. It typically deals with the pain of love, especially lost love, combined with the beauty of love. And the cool thing I think I like about this piece is that the rhyme scheme is a uppercase double A. So that means... Not only it has to be the exact same word that it and it has to be the exact uh, same like word that it, that it, that it lands on. So if you notice how it, that the today repeats, it's because that is that it's forcing it to do that. And then and then of course the B right, I mean the B, and then the capital A again, C capital A. So every line has to go every second line rather of the couplet has to circle back to that beginning to that last word in the sentence 
And I think forms like this that um, that are constricting, I would say, is this, are really uh, kind of fun to do uh, because you have to really kind of be creative to keep the intent. And when you were when you were reading that, it didn't even cross my mind that those words were repeating uh, because every time that you read Farouk's lines, they were in turn had a new meaning to it. And I really like when people are creative and they have the ability to take the same line or take the same word that it's ending on, but recreate it in a way where, wait a minute, I forgot I read that two, two lines ago because this is a new, fresh way to say it. And it's not overcompensating that word or overusing that word because it seems so fresh within the storyline and so in place that you, you kind of, you're kind of like, oh yeah, you did repeat it that many times when you go back. And, um, and then by, by the end, it's almost, it's almost lyrical. So I, I really think this is a, I've never really tried this form. I think every time I go away from one of these shows, I always pick one form. I think the last one was a, a Terzanel I did. And I always try to do at least one that you guys bring me, uh, just for good measure. Um, and last time it was the Terzanel. I think I'm going to pick this one uh, for, as a, as a, you know, a challenge to myself. Uh, for the ones that you guys brought me tonight. I thought this was quite brilliant, really, really well written. I, I'm never disappointed with your work through. Very, very well done. And I do appreciate you dropping for that for us. And um, so we are going to go into Salwas. I figured it out. And so <laughs> no more technical difficulties, I hope. So we're going to press play. And we're going to see how it goes. So, yeah. I don't read this. Uh, <laughs> no, I got a sound cloud. I have a sound cloud. So that, that I was trying to get a studio. So we have two more poems. We have Salwa and we have we have Titus. I, I, I have a poem, but I don't know if I'm going to read it. I'm not sure yet. depends on the time. Um, but I have sound clouds for both. So you guys can kick back, enjoy some sound clouds. Here we go. I love poems, her fragile soul, Tanama fragile. Oh, how sad is now this woman, whose eyelids wept with sweet tear, lonely and since an echo in the long passing time. Oh, affectionate woman, her heart touched with tenderness, the song of the bluebird up there, the golden dew of closed flower. Through days and nights, hide her chagrins, far from here, under ray of raining sun, and under dancing moon. Whatever happens in life, she escapes in her dreams. Alas, her deep sensitivity suffers with her fragile soul. Oh, quelle est triste cette femme dans ses paupières pleurantes avec des doux larmes solitaire et sans écho. Oh, femme affectueuse Son cœur touché avec tendresse, le chant de l'oiseau bleu là-haut, la rosée des fleurs closes, 
C'est vrai que les jours et les nuits, cachaient ces douleurs loin d'ici, sous le soleil qui régnait, sous la lune qui dansait, quoi qu'il arrive dans cette vie, l'échapper dans ses rêves, hélas, sa sensibilité souffre avec son âme fragile. End of form. Brilliant. Aren't you glad I got that, that to work? <laughs> I know I am. Uh, so, Sawa, I know you're listening. This is absolutely brilliant. And one thing I find so um, interesting is, and I know we talked about this last time, so I won't go too much into it, but it always um, intrigues me how much you had to change the form or what you had to do to make the form work in a different language. Because it's almost like rewriting the whole thing. I, it must be. And I know last time you went through and you did three different versions. And we actually took some time to piece by piece take those versions and see what the differences were because you had to fit in the confines of certain when all together they, they really mean much more than even sometimes the bigger things and how such small things in our lives can touch us in such a way um, that it's overwhelming, whether that be good or, or bad emotion. And that's really what I get out of this piece, and I, and I thought you did an excellent job with it. Um, I'm going to get my first comment from Crystal. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I love Saul's writing. Um Ever since I I met her and stuff, like the whole, but she always sometimes writes a little bit like me, more on the peaceful, hopeful side. Um, but I love just how this piece, there's something so moving about it. Like you feel like you are with this woman, um, like watching her weep and then like feeling the her heart and the tenderness of her heart and how, how she's feeling and things like by each stanza. Um, you feel like you're just alongside of her. Um, but yeah, this to me just reads of that. Also, some, also another thing too I'd say about it is besides it being very moving, I also kind of feel like an enchantment from it too. Okay. I don't know why, but I, but I do kind of like a, but the main thing I say is that I feel like you're alongside this woman. Um, and, yeah, I just find it to be absolutely beautiful. Excellent. I think the enchanting is the, the lull of her voice. The lull of her voice is very, yeah, that, very that enchanting. Might, that might be it. You have to say, yeah. Um, and Verge, I'm, I'm having a hard time reloading my studio, so I still see... Raz there. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but uh, Verge, what do you think? I hope he's not having issues too. I've actually lost access to Blog Talk, so I'm hoping he's still there, and I know he wasn't muted last time. All right. So we're still on air till 10.30, so you should... Oh, everything shut down. That's probably what happened. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, we got this. Hey, what happened? You're still with us? Yeah, I'm with you. I had to call back. I had to log out and call back. So I'm back. If you can hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, weird. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, something, something crazy happened. Like it was like something like maybe you know what it is. It was it sours love. It was too much, man. It was too much for the show. It just it just crashed everything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I but, no, I all I well quickly if I can quickly comment on what I heard because I did get to hear it thankfully. Um, yeah, just again classic sours, beautiful poem. But what I will say is the ending. Because uh, I can't, I don't have it in front of me now because I think I'd have to refresh to get the poem back up. Uh, now, hold on. No, 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 no. no, yeah, I have to get the poem back up because I've lost it now. But there was the last line of the, I think the end line was very, it was like, it had something to do with her suffering, I think it said. And I was like, mmm, this is kind of, um, this is different for her to end it in a way where, yes, the woman is, is is showing you that she's overcoming pain, overcoming the nightmares of things, and chagrin, I think was another word that was used, chagrin was the word that was used. And it's just um, nice to see Salwa put it, in, put it out there in words to let people see that, yeah, even those who are, who are all about love in that way are also as susceptible to the, the, the suffering that the pain brings as well. So I thought it was really cool, please, really cool, please. But anyway, um, sorry, yeah, time is running, so carry on. Do your thing. <laughs> Just got lost there for a second. No, excellent. That's excellent. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I brilliant, brilliant, brilliant piece. I very much enjoyed it. And I appreciate you taking the time to do the sound side. I always really love the sound side. I, I think, um, you know, if you can't make it, that's okay. Give me a sound cloud. If you can't, we'll, we'll have Raz read. It still says Raz is in the line. I don't know what's going on over there, so I don't know. <laughs> um, I was on there as well, though, um, Sky. I was actually, I could yeah, see I, think that I was on there as well. So he has to, the the ballpark itself seems very laggy, too. That's what one of the problems I had bringing up her SoundCloud in what? the studio. It's a little laggy. Well, it was, a little, bit, it was a little bit now. choppy. It was a little bit choppy just before I got cut off. So maybe mm-hmm. something was happening that, that, that brought it off. But just to quickly let Raz know, if you, if you log out, log out of everything, log out of the studio, and then log back in, you should be able to get through again. That's what I did. Okay. Um, so we've got... All right. So Crystal drops, so it's just me and you. Oh, and Raz, who who shows that he's there, but um, yeah, no But you can figure that out. All right, so I've got one more SoundCloud. Um, I mean, and, and if you want, I can read you my poem. If we're not, we can close out. I don't know what we're gonna do. Let's see. Let's see. Come on, you know you've got to read your poem. You can't not read yours. <laughs> That's the right. Come on. So let me do Titus. And then I will I will find a poem to read to the listeners and to you on the board. Um, I think I have one I want to read. Um, but here's Titus, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, he, I think he, he brought the Sestina, so here we go. Ego Monendi. I am reminded always of our love evading the question, any change? The highs and lows of what I see appears to free the mind, a clear love version of what is strong now. When love we met, it's as if forever. These words you read shall forever show 
how one perceives true love. If it is to appear like what is of now, forever it will bring almighty change. From as many who may see a clear view of where love is, they'll not see. It is what we have, they'll never see. Forbidden, our peace seems forever. Space that becomes somewhat clear from roaming as this feeling of love shows. Then ours is without change. Unduly pessimistic about ours now. We are here as a living memory now. Abolished in your time if what I see, unknowing. If to exist what a change brings to read about where forever is. To bring an awareness to our love. Essences it becomes blatantly clear. Of light it becomes observed clear. And love that is timeless layer of now. Which belongs the blessing of love eternal. A form of blessing is forever in the realms of any lifetime. We see perception sway to make it change. Death occurs. It includes any change outside of that which I find is clear. Love accounts clearance that I see above that you are close to me now. I'll commend loyalty to you forever. Clear in guidance, the loyalty of love. I feel that change has this livery now, belonging to a clear conscience. See, you will find how forever true a love. Oh boy, I should have thought about reading mine after Titus, but a little bit better. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, this was absolutely brilliant. Uh, I, I think I have written one of these. They do, they're, a, they're very long. Um, I think I have one poem that is in this form. And it is so beautifully, the, the way, it, first of all, your SoundCloud, absolutely brilliant. It really sets the mood. Uh, you're reading lovely, the background, perfect. Uh, and then more importantly, the poem itself and the words, uh, the way that it, 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 it reads so, so beautifully, of light. And then it has that old vintage feel, especially when you're when you're using, uh, I know this sounds weird, but in grammar in such a way, uh, it has definitely that, that vintage feel of light. It becomes observed clear, a love that is timeless layer of now, which belongs to the blessings of love, eternal a form of blessing is forever in the realm which I love, by the way, of any lifetime we see perception sway to make the change, to make a change. I really, really love that, those lines. I mean, you really could take any line from this piece and um, just absolutely run with it. And then even when you start bringing in those questions, I think questions in poetry can be really engaging uh, for the reader, you know, unduly pessimistic about ours now. Um, and bringing in those searching questions that we kind of have to reflect. And even if this isn't, even if the reader is, you know, reading about two others, when you ask a question, it always makes someone search inward, whether it's about uh, different characters or about themselves. And it makes them also question uh, their own perspective on it. And I truly believe that when questions are brought into poetry and done well, it, it creates a wonderful effect. Um, Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant piece. What do you think, Verge? 
Man, you took everything out of my comments, so I'm just going to say ditto, <laughs> and I'm also going to say, or, no, I'm not going to say anything, I'm just going to pick a verse. Uh, I can't remember whether you have picked the, this particular verse, but this particular verse, I mean, Titus is very um, eloquent and, and very um, uh, quintessential in, in terms of that kind of British feel, in terms of what you get from the classic British poetry, in, in terms of what I remember from my schooling and from what I've learned of poetry in the UK. Um, but this verse stood out for me, or this stanza stood out for me particularly. These words you read shall forever show how one perceives true love. If it is to appear like what is of now, forever it will bring almighty change. From as many who may see a clear view of where love is, they will not see. You were talking about grammar, his grammatical um, usage of, of, of um, uh, punctuation and, and text in that way. And there is a very, very interesting form of, of um, poetic punctuation and, and, and use of grammar in terms of how the poem can be, can be read and, and therefore interpreted. Um, like, 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 I, like I always find, with, with, you said it tonight, a few others, the pause is so important in a poetry reading. And this particular piece has a very, a very interesting flow to it, so it can be delivered in a very interesting way, but very engaging. I enjoyed it, but I also I always enjoy um, most of the titles recorded, if not all of them. Good job, Tyler. Yeah, he's quite, quite brilliant. I, I should have thought through reading right after him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've got something of good quality there. Come on, let's hear it. <laughs> um, so thank you Titus again and thanks for the sound cloud. I really love them can't express it enough uh, I brought, I'm not going to go into the form type because we've got about 7 minutes before we go okay. off air so I'm not going to go into the technicality of the form but I brought this one I thought you might enjoy it I don't know but uh, it's called The Three Sign of Luzon and the Lady of the Mountain Besides and do this just a little bit. This, this place is scratch and scratch it. All right. Besides the rills of greenwood leaf, the jade fine unfurls her motif. It is a flowering of grief. Tis never brief. Tis never brief. Once in love with a lady spurred by gifts of men and honey herds, caught in this trammel, uh, trammel of false words, this larking bird, this larking bird. Twas said she had gardens of gold. And the chap trail mountains of old bestowed ginger plucked from mold, but hearts grew cold, but hearts grew cold. Whispered to be a handsome maid, the guardian of Rockcliffe's jade, she built an ursat palisade with thickets sprayed, with thickets sprayed. She'd allow travelers to taste the ripe fruit in her forest lace, and the chambers and lines she traced, for love she chased, for love she chased. But when greed snuck into their grins, a blasphemy of seething sin timbered in, luscious fruit skin, luscious fruit skin. She punished them with thorny pricks and insects things like fine-toothed bricks, sent them away for all their tricks to the river stick, to the river stick. And regardless of man's blunder, 
chapters of endless steel thunder. She gave still, despite their plunder, all her wonder, all her wonder. But on the eve of coldest night, after garden's gold left from sight, to mountain peaks of white, a sorrowed flight, a sorrowed flight. She, a lethargy of defeat, became the ghost of shadow fleet, with a light gate of tears to seek the bittersweet, the bittersweet. And what of the jade vine he saw, the pale leaflets of flower claw, the shy painter who stilled with awe, who tried to draw, who tried to draw. She stands there still with songs she sings, the makeshift butterflies spring. A cluster of blooms and heartstrings. Guy, I'm going to comment straight away because obviously no one's there to say comments elsewhere. Um, This is beautiful. The form, now, this repetition of uh, phrases at the, at the end of the stanza. Very, very interesting. Very cool. Very song reminiscent. Um, my verses in particular that I really caught my ear and eye. Give me a second. Let me find it quickly. Uh, and regardless of man's blunders, Chapters of ender, chapters of ender still thunder. She goes still despite their blunders. All her wonders, all her wonders. Nature, man, the way the world is now moving, the way the way that nature seems to be now, almost fighting against man rather than rather than or humankind rather than rather than allowing us to, to flourish without facing these trials and tribulations of floods. I was listening to that sandstorms, that verse made me think about a lot of this stuff. And then the other line, the other verse that I thought was great is um, ah, uh, jade vine who saw yeah, and what of the jade vine who saw the pale leaflets of flower claw, the shy painter who still in awe, who tried to draw. We tried to draw. Well, what I can say about it is if you didn't have to, you're not that woman clearly here. You, you drew a fantastic picture with these words and the usage of form and an apt way to end the show. Wishing for wings, wishing for wings. Are we all not wishing that we could fly away right about now? I think that that's a, a very apt and a very um, relevant uh, line for people to ponder in the world that we live in today. So great job, Sky, great job, and certainly worthy of following Piper. No problem there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Serge. And thank you, Farouk, on the board. That's quite a compliment. I, I do love Robert Frost. So I want to thank, real quick before we go off the air, I want to thank uh, Lizzie and Farouk for hopping around on the board. Yeah, and for... Um, bringing some poems, Stephen, Raz, Wayne, Boo, Titus, Crystal, JCA, Salwa, um, and of course, thank you, Birch, for hanging out with me till the end no and, no and sharing some form poetry. Um, 
I do appreciate all of you guys, and um, I, I enjoy the shows. I enjoy reading your poetry so much. Um, I do have a closeout song, and I do get to tell you a little bit about it. You guys won't be able to hear on the board, but if you listen to the playback, you'll be able to. He has been labeled as the new villain, um, and he first gained his, let me tell you his name first, Brian Adams. He first gained notoriety as a singer, guitarist, in North Carolina band, Whiskey Town. He recorded his first solo album with the help of some friends, and he, um, like uh, friends, much like Elton John, Adam makes a policy of stopping his recording at midnight. This allows him plenty of time to go out to the bars before our last call. His first influence was Edgar Allan Poe. By the time he became a teacher, he was into a Jack Kurzak. And we are going to be listening to his rendition of Bad Blood. I thought this version was pretty cool, so I thought you would enjoy um, listening to it. And I hope you do. Mm-hmm. So, thank you guys. Thanks, guys. And you guys on the board will be able to hear it for 40 seconds. Thank you so yeah. much, Verge. I appreciate you calling in. Yeah, Baby, now we got Take a look at what you 
noch so. Awesome. Well, I hope you enjoyed, Virch. I appreciate you calling. It was really good. It was a great show. Your show's always good. I mean, I've only done two, but I've really enjoyed both. And uh, that was a nice, uh, very cool song to end as well with that side. So good job as ever, man. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. You too. Take care. (laughs) You too.